Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, uh, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Here we are. Here we are. I'm going to tell you something. I'm so glad we do this show because, you know, Mike, and I think you know this, and I think you, some might say you deserve the credit. Some might say you deserve the blame. But you're the one that started me in this whole podcasting game. Yeah. And, yes. Here's the thing. Don't you think you would have found it, though? <laughs> I mean, it's not like I, I – maybe at the time I introduced you to it, but, like, I don't it's know. not like podcasts are a secret nowadays. What's that beepy noise? Is your blood sugar Okay. Where did Mike Lawson go? I just heard a beeping sound, then he was gone. Uh, I'm going to have to test my blood real quick. I'm fine, though. That's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know what? No, you test your blood. You know, the one thing you can say about Joe Batanz is he never shuts the fuck up. He can vamp for as long as it takes. Anyway, the point I was going to make while you test your blood is I love... It's weird. There was a time when this was the only podcast. This was the only podcast I did. Okay. And now it's one of many podcasts that I do. And yet, I love this. I would say this is one of my favorite podcasts to do. It's like an old shoe. It's like an old comfortable shoe that I love well, to wear now and then. Yes. I don't, it doesn't require a lot of like prep work no. or anything. Not that, I mean, throwing down doesn't either. Yeah, but as you and I have discussed before, and I don't mind saying this because Adam Burns doesn't listen to the show, but I would say this even if Adam Burns listened to the show, and I'm going to have this conversation with Adam Burns. I guess my my regret is I haven't had this conversation yet with Adam Burns. Is the way things have been shaking out is we have been recording on the same day that I do Drag Race Recap. And this happened, we didn't record this yesterday. We recorded this the next day after Drag Race Recap. Mike Lawson, yesterday I was so wiped out after Drag Race Recap, I had to take a two and a half hour nap. I was so wiped out. And so I want to see if Adam can move throwing down to the next day. Like right now, I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. Full of energy. You know, it's one of my yeah. work days anyway. But just there's something about Drag Race Recap. It just wipes me out creatively sure. and energy wise. So anyway, yeah. are, we, are we good to go, Mike Lawson? Yeah. What's going on with you? Tell me something. <sighs> Tell me something good. Do you like that song? Please. Um... I mean, you pretty much sang all of the lyrics I know of. I'm going to tell you it. something. Those are the only lyrics I knew, too. That's why I stopped to ask you. I, 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 I know this part goes, tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, you know what's so funny? Is I don't think I have. Oh, you know what I want to talk to you about? It is something I want to talk to you about. But strangely, it's about a podcast idea I have. And you kind of inspired this podcast. Okay. Mm. But uh, and so you're going to be a, a part of this, I guess, story. And because what's funny is I've told a lot of my stories this week, anyway, some other ways, right? But um, is you? So I want you to talk about this. I want you to talk about how you've been going to Methodist church. And uh, then I'll tell you, and then I'll tell you what that means to me. I'm trying to. Did, have we talked about that on here before? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a secret? No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I just mean like, where do I start in the story? Like let's pretend so there, let's pretend you haven't talked about it. There's a community church in San Francisco that I've kind of always wanted to attend. I've heard their service is pretty good, mm -hmm. and I'm not a very religious person, mm -hmm. but um, maybe I'm starting to kind of re-examine that kind of part of my life and mm -hmm. my opinions and my yeah. thoughts and feelings mm -hmm. in that area. So uh in quarantine they're doing all their services online so i'm mm -hmm. like that's actually you know an easy way to go because i wouldn't want to walk in alone mm -hmm. but i also don't feel comfortable kind of inviting anybody on this journey yet mm -hmm. either because i don't know where i'm headed you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so it was it's just been perfect so i went to church this morning 
Yeah. And but I, I think I specifically wanted to address something about the reason why you liked going. Uh, there's not a ton of God talk in it. Is that mm-hmm. what you mean? Well, yeah, and I think you said, and, and this is an experience I had when I used to go to church a lot, but it's something about, like, it, it helped you re- reset for the week, I think is how you put it. Yeah, um, reset and just kind of, like, take a moment to, like, it's almost like meditation. Like, I keep finding my mind kind of wandering and I have to, like, kick it back and I'm like, look, you're, like, sitting here doing this thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of like a nice, deep, clean, fresh breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing is uh, I had a similar experience, but it involved Marianne Williamson. And this was probably about <laughs> seven years ago, right? I was going to make a joke and butt in and say Marianne Williamson just yeah. to like be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But, this, I, you know, I think I made this point when she was running for president. Is look, I think she's a cuckoo bird. I thought I've always thought yeah. she's a cuckoo bird. From the first time I ever saw her speak, I thought she was a cuckoo bird. Okay, yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, my, I think my big problem, specifically in, in the presidential race, was it, it was stay in your lane. Okay, like it, it, sometimes people are good at certain things and people aren't good at other things. You know, uh, I happen to think that. Um, Who's a good chef that I like? Uh, there's a, a couple of chefs you don't know, but let's say there's a chef that I really like here in Los Angeles, okay? I really like his food. Esdras Ochoa. Okay, I like his fo- his cooking, okay? But if he decided to run for mayor, I wouldn't vote for him. You're and Especially if he started saying crazy shit the way Marianne Williamson was saying it, right? Yeah. So it's just like stay in your lane, okay? And uh, it's the same thing That's here. A weird. That's weird, though. Like, that... Doesn't that mindset? I don't know if I'm interrupting your story no. too early, but no. like, doesn't that mindset kind of mean then that only politicians should be politicians? No, like, I, I think I see what you're saying. There are people that are supposed to represent us. Like, isn't the idea that okay? They, let, let me reframe then. Let me reframe. Let's say I listen. You see, I happen to know how Marianne Williamson thought already. You know, because she dipped her toe into politics. But let's say yeah. Ezra Sachoa started then talking about politics, and he sounded like a crazy person. I guess what I'm saying is, you're a good chef. You maybe your brain isn't too there for politics. You, maybe that's not your skill set. Okay, because he could come out and like talk about I don't know food injustice and yeah, like, yeah, he yeah, could, yeah, yeah. He yeah. could sway you into thinking he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that okay. they can't. I'm just saying I heard Marianne Williamson and she was trying to talk the way she talks in her lectures, and it just it doesn't work like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I went to go see Marianne, like I resisted at first. I, Richard, you know, for those of you that are new to this show, I, I have a gay cousin, Richard, who no longer talks to me. He's a week younger than me and gay. Okay. And he dragged me kicking and screaming to my first Marianne Williamson talk. And I was like, ugh, right? About how stupid it was. Mm-hmm. But then I went again with him the following week. And then slowly I started, like, I bought into it, you know? And because one of the things was, and I realized when I looked around, was uh, this is gay church. And what I meant was every, most, I would say 70% of the audience were gay men, okay, of varying ages, old to young. And I was like, oh, for a lot of these men, probably, because the Marion Williamson lectures felt like church. They weren't church and they weren't religious, but it had sort of that similar feel. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what happened is she would come up, she would do a meditation for like two minutes, three minutes guided meditation and then she'd give a 45 minute lecture and then do a q a okay very structured and uh i realized for a lot of these men because they were there and the reverence they had was sort of like you would at church was i, I bet you for a lot of these gay men they belong to religions and probably in other parts of the country that told them they no longer belong there because they were gay and so they they liked the feeling of going to church but maybe yeah. not the religion part of it, right? Yeah. And so yeah, for yeah. a long time, I've had this idea of doing a show. Now, originally, it was going to be like a religion that didn't feel religious. But I think in talking to you, I've decided to do that same show, same structure. And I've been sort of working on this. And I want to call it Sunday School. Okay? Mm. And it's going to have the structure of church. But there will be absolutely zero religion. Right. Okay. And yeah. in fact, I don't if you're worried, oh no, he's gonna start going to this weird ass course in miracles bullshit. Nope. 
Not even like new agey shit. Almost if anything, I would say it would veer towards more like, if anything, I still don't know exactly what it is. More like... And then- this is where the audio cuts and then the the screen turns black and white and it was like that is when afterthought media officially became a cult (laughs) (laughs) now all i need you guys to do is take this kool-aid and uh, what did you know this by the way and kool-aid spent a lot of money um making this known they didn't actually the jonestown people didn't actually drink kool-aid it was some other one it was some off-brand one uh i think kool-aid uh kind of wasted their money there yeah i know it was the same it was the same shit it would whatever it was powdered drink mix right. but it wasn't kool-aid it was something else anyway um uh for those of you who don't know what we're talking about there was this thing called, called read a jo- book yeah read a book but it's called jonestown and they did committed a mass suicide uh after they killed a congressman that's a very dramatic story uh and they drank uh, a bunch of uh of fruit punch powdered fruit drink mixed with uh cyanide anyway um so the point is that uh yeah i still don't know what that a quote-unquote sermon would be part of me thinks it might be a talk with taylor the latte boy sometimes just about like keep saying mentally healthy or might be about productivity like what can we do this week to be really productive this week it's going to be like that but um to help you set your week up a good week up, but it's not going to be religious for those of you who are yeah. fear of religion. So we'll see how that goes when that comes out. Cool. Well, school. let me know if I can help in that. And oh, I would love for sounds, you to help. Sounds great. Yeah, like I don't see myself kind of being uh, using like hosting anything. No, no, like, no, 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 no. And, and, yeah, and I don't think I would want it to be the same. I don't even want it to be me because I'm part of me. Like, what do I know about productivity? I spent two yeah. hours playing Animal Crossing today, you know. But uh, you know what you might be able to get is like, um, like different self help types. Yeah, because they're always hawking a book, right? Yeah, so like, like Super if you Soul Sunday. Put their, put their web address on there or something. They might yeah. give you thirty minutes. Like yeah. it might be fairly easy to find. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm, I'm still trying to work out exactly what that is, but it's it, it's uh, when I get it done, it'll be done. But uh, that, yeah, cool. but that's sort of what I've been thinking about working on. If people have any ideas, let me know. Um, but um, yeah, not much, not much. Really, this is one week where like, and I don't know if you felt this way. I think I've talked about this in other shows too. Is it feels like no time at all has passed, and all time has passed. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah so nothing's really much of consequences happened. I'm <clears throat> sorry, my throat is really gross right now, but my. Uh, I'm starting to lose my mind, maybe. Oh, okay. Tell me about this. <laughs> I'm just like, with you, with like time being kind of like both long and short, um, I have entire days where I'm like not productive, and mm-hmm. then I have entire days where I'm like incredibly productive mm-hmm. and don't stop until like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just m- pace is weird. My like yeah. internal clock is all thrown off. Um, you were talking about how you took a couple hour nap. Mm-hmm. I've done the same where like, it's for no reason. Like, I'm, yeah. it's not because my body is like doing anything. Even my mind isn't really, yeah. but the middle of the day, I'll sleep for a few hours and then I'll wake up and then stay up until three or 4am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So that's kind of, oh, and this is. Speaking of being inspired by one another, mm-hmm. this kind of was inspired by you, but I've kind of also had the same thoughts on one of the 500 shows that you do. Yeah. You mentioned that you would wear, you want to wear a muumu. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Go on with my brilliant ideas. <laughs> um, I have three of them now, but they're not really muumus. They're so I bought they're They are actually women's dresses, mm-hmm. but they're, like the top is just like a man's t-shirt, right? Like there's yeah. a pocket tee. Okay. It just goes down to my knees. So I have a black one and two gray ones. Okay. And like, I mean, like if you looked at me right now, like I'm just wearing a t-shirt. Like you wouldn't even. Here, turn your camera on. Let me see. Everyone okay. show we do we do catching up Sans camera, but I want to see what's going on here. What's he doing here? Um, and I'll describe it for you guys at home. Uh, yeah, while you're doing that, you know, my whole goal is to eventually just dress like Endora from, oh, yeah, this looks like you're wearing a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if I see you right now, you're wearing a T-shirt. Do you want to stand up? It down and, to my knees. Do you want to stand up and show what this is? Well, kind of 
that might be precarious. Oh, really? Oh, 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 oh so we're, well, do, no, we're no, doing, no. we're doing like the whole, oh, interesting. I like that. Or also known as how, how, what, how one of my shirts would just normally fit you. <laughs> but like, if it's, <laughs> if it's up top, like a normal t-shirt, yeah. it just goes down. Yeah. So everyone like, should know it's a black t-shirt. Essentially, it just goes down to about, I would say just above the knee. Yeah. And if I, it's kind of stretchy, like a mm-hmm. t-shirt too. And it, um, uh, if, if I had a shirt that goes down to my yeah. knees, mm-hmm. it would not fit properly in the shoulders. Right. Cause yeah. like it, it would assume that I was like a larger than I am. Mm-hmm. So it's very comfortable. I have three of them. They're like Amazon brand. Yeah. Well, let me so tell you, like and you're skinny. So 15 this be, bucks. Yeah. No. And you're skinny. So you should look into this. I have one. I had to go to a... I don't think I talked about... Did I talk about this on one of the shows? When Mercedes invited me to this all-white party, so I used that opportunity to go and buy a caftan, like a, like a Middle Eastern... I forget what they're called specifically. Uh, a and hood, so, an all-white party, so I needed a KKK uniform. <laughs> and they had to wear all-white. <laughs> but uh, I have it. The problem... The reason I don't wear it now is it's very sheer. So, like, it, w- it would show everything. I need a, I, So I basically need to buy a slip now to wear this thing. <laughs> But they have very cute. They have very cute ones, Mike, that you would like, and they're probably about thirty bucks on Amazon. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And same concept, very very cute. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I think the one I cost, I think mine cost me like twenty five bucks, and it goes all the way down to your feet. You know, oh, uh, but I wish I would have bought a different color. Maybe I'll buy the same thing, but a different, like a black one. But um, I'm very satisfied with these t shirt things because mm-hmm. they're like it's just like wearing a t shirt. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't wear it in public. Mm-hmm. It's just like house clothes. It just happens to be a woman's dress. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have no problem. I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah, but but I don't know if you... So have you had the same experience where, like... I was actually thinking the other day that the only thing keeping me from having just one long entire day since March is the fact that I have a, a very rigorous schedule with podcasting. So on certain days, I record certain podcasts, so that's how I know the day of the week. But otherwise, yeah. I think I would be at this point completely lost as to what day of the week it was. I mean, I have anchors. I mean, this show, mm-hmm. you know, is every other week. And mm-hmm. then I have phone calls with certain friends on certain days that mm-hmm. repeat. Yeah, me. Uh, I've been uh, standing on my hands and doing, like, exercise. Yeah. At the same time every day, mm-hmm. um, draw like some drawing activities I've been doing very regularly to kind of keep schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know what's so funny is I was thinking about this yesterday when I was in the swimming pool. I went swimming yesterday because yes, it's been a weird weather here down in Southern California. It's been very very mild, like low seventies. But yesterday was in the low eighties. I'm like, oh, this is my one day during the week where I can swim. You know, so I swam. And whilst swimming, I was thinking about how um, I really missed an opportunity. Because I think no one at the time knew how long this quarantine was going to last. Where if I would have started some rigorous weight loss program, it would have been my dream of like... When, when we You're come such out of, a flawed person, Joe. <laughs> that when we come out of there, I'm like, oh my God, Joe, with this transformation you made. What happened? So you're saying the reason you can't start it now is because you didn't start it in the beginning? <laughs> no, I am starting it. Well, I'm starting it. I, I, get, I, I can't. Start it right now. Like right now, you can't. Okay. Mercedes, believe it or not, Mercedes is one step ahead of you. So she okay. found out that I have a Peloton um, regist- uh, account. She oh, has been. Do? Yeah, I didn't talk about this in the show. John, right, the, actually, the last time I ever saw John Paul, the day before, the couple of days before we went into lockdown, mm-hmm. I was with John Paul, and he said, oh, listen, by the way, again, I'm sure this was some sort of shade. He goes, if you ever want to start working out, Disney pays for me to have a Peloton account, and I can add, like, family, right? So I'll just say you're my family. And um, so I have a Peloton account through John Paul. He set it up, like, that day, next day. Wonderful. Yeah. So I was, I think it came out to Mercedes and she's been hounding me like I owe her money uh, to set up a, a workout session. Now she's doing it in a very Mercedes way. She's like, next time you want to work out, just let me know because it'll, it'll motivate me 
to work out. But now we're at the point, because I've just been so not committing, that it's Tuesday, like, at 7 a.m. <laughs> he rescheduled it. So we're working out Tuesday at 7 a.m. Okay. So. Cool. On Peloton. But, uh, yeah, and then, you know, starting in June, I think I might be saying this a little too early, Fat Camp is coming back. I haven't had the talk yet with Lori, if she's hearing this before I talk to her, where she's booted and we're bringing in uh, Taylor the Latte Boy. This will be the test. I don't think she listens to this. I feel like she will occasionally come live mm-hmm. into the chat and hear yeah. us. So she knows what's going mm-hmm. on and stuff. But I'm, yeah. which I'm, I'm no, no fault. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that in a negative at all because I don't listen to everything on this network either. You yeah. know, it's hard. Let me tell you this, especially ever since the ACAST thing, I, I don't listen to anything on this network anymore because of ACAST. <laughs> but go ahead. I just uh, put I it out. Why, okay. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't, what do you mean go on? I was interrupting you. Speaking of, by the way, really quick aside here, this bookworm's in the chat room. I hired yeah. her to do some art for me personally. I'm already – she just sent me the preliminary sketches. I'm so – oh, you would like it actually. I've been doing a lot of peewee art, commissioning oh, peewee uh-huh. art. You know, there's a story. Whenever, when I, remember I went to go see the peewee big adventure in uh, – peewee's big adventure in L.A.? Yeah. And and Paul Rubin spoke and all that. And during that time, I had kind of toyed with the idea of commissioning some Pee Wee art. But then just watching the film on the big screen, I got, you know, I see, I see, I, I would say I see the movie once a year anyway, but it just reminded me. And I, there were certain shots that I go, I want those recreated, right? And so there was one shot in particular, and there's certain, every shot has a different kind of artist in mind. And there was one shot in particular. Oh, I can actually send you the sketches right now. I'll send it to you on, on Messenger. Um, there was one shot in particular. Well, let me show, I'm going to send you the original shot. For those of you who are listening at home, it's, uh, if you, if you know Pee Wee's Big Adventure, there's a, I know Mike knows it very well, so I don't have to tell him too much, but it's, there's a scene when, uh, Pee Wee has to work off his tuna fish platter. And uh, he meets a waitress named Simone, and they go and they sit and they talk about life in the Cabazon dinosaur. So I'm sending Mike Lawson the artwork that um, I, I commissioned Bookworm to recreate. Okay, mm-hmm. I texted that to you. And then she sent me three options. Now, Mike, maybe you can help me. And I'm glad Bookworm's listening. And I'm being honest. I told Bookworm this. I told John Paul this last night when I asked his opinion. All three preliminary sketches she sent me. I love equally. Cool. That's what made it difficult. I can't tell. Send them over. I'm saying them right now. So here's version number one. So the shot, by the way, is like them looking out of the dinosaur's mouth, kind of. Yeah. um, Not in silhouette, but almost like not a lot of detail on the people, just kind of the big dinosaur mouth. Okay. First one is amazing. Okay. Here's number two. And here's number three. So I sent him all three. Oh my god! I'm bit one and three. I think two is a little. I I feel like I I think the beauty of it is you almost can't see them. So I'm gonna say oh. three is my favorite. Oh, three is your favorite. Okay, now I'm telling you, I'm almost. I like them equal. So bookworm, hold on. I'm gonna get more opinions than bookworm, unless you already started. Because I had originally told her in conjoint coordination with John Paul the second one that you saw. The middle oh my one. god, that's my least favorite. Oh really? Which, I mean, they're all they're all great. If that's the one that really like makes you feel good, no, though, I love them all. I love it. I love them all. I love every single one of them. The silhouette one is just so good because even before I saw these, I was saying kind of the beauty of the shot is that there's you don't see the people really. It's yeah. almost like almost silhouette. My only question is, would if, I don't know what her final artwork is. I know the people listening at home can't see what this is. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. For those of you who are listening who want to see it now, I'm going to go put them in Discord. Great. But um, but I guess my question is that um, – oops, I almost went – I'm going to go pay my Discover card first apparently. Um, is – in the, the silhouette one, how would you know if you saw it, it's Pee-wee? Are you saying the beauty of it is that you wouldn't know it's Pee-wee? Well, I feel like I don't really believe in like op- the first two that you're going to know that it's 
peewee unless you're kind of like a peewee fan anyway mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and i feel like the dinosaur mouth being inside the dinosaur mouth and the silhouettes says this is peewee to a peewee fan you know mm-hmm. same as one and two would i i i like number three a lot that i okay so i've put them in the order that mike lawson has them so you guys can give your thoughts in the catching up chat room which ones you like the most because I, I really and i'm being completely honest it was an embarrassment of riches i really really yeah. cannot decide like if i went with number I, three i'd be equally happy i'm voting for that silhouette one heavily mm-hmm. because i like it so much you know but mm-hmm. i feel like all of them are so good that mm-hmm. it's not like i'm gonna make fun of <laughs> what you pick if you don't pick that silhouette one you know yeah, yeah they're yeah, all yeah. really good that's yeah. really really good job so here's another thing though so there's a very famous movie poster artist named greg ruth he's like probably one of the top ones right and in yeah. fact he did the one for he did the official poster for um parasite actually and he's done some very famous ones okay and I follow him because, you know, my love of movie poster art. And he recently opened up his um, – but he's so famous, he opened up his commissions, but he was going to accept you or deny you. <laughs> like It was like uh, you can make an application, right? Uh, but uh, here are all the things. I don't want it to be this. I don't want it to be that. One of them, he, he didn't want us to do a straight reproduction. You had to basically tell him what you wanted, and then he would decide if he could artistically do it, right? Okay. Like, like In other words, he wanted to put his spin and whether it excited him or not. So I was like, what the hell? I will, uh, I will, uh, you know, put it out there what I want because my favorite, my favorite, I would say, in fact, in all of pop culture, Mike Lawson, the most influential thing on my humor, on everything, I would say on my life, okay, it's so crazy, is the shot of, I think, it, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in a movie. The shot when they're in the basement and Pee Wee Herman says, you know, he shows a picture of him with his bike, right? And then he goes, Exhibit B, a picture. He shows a picture of him just by himself with an, a vacant expression on his, light, on his face, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes, a picture of me without my bike, right? And that vacant expression of face, I remember as a child, making me laugh so fucking hard, right? That it's my brother and I, for family pictures, recreated, much to my mom's consternation. Like, it has been for 30 years the most important thing in my life, right? There's hundreds of family pictures of me making that face. I'll even, I'll, do you know the picture I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I know it because you've told me about it, not yeah. because. It kind of yeah, I sent you the picture. I got it from YouTube, and I'll put it in the Discord as well. Well, I got an email yesterday from Greg Ruth, and uh, he wrote... Oh, wait, where is... Oh, here it is. He wrote the following. Uh, oh, that sounds terrific. Normally, I'd never be up for a straight-out replication, but given the subject, it seems impossible to resist. Approved. And then he goes on nice. with logistics. So Greg Ruth is going to recreate it for me. Um and for me personally, cool. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I got that. And my brother's like, why are you spending all this money on Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and by the way, I have more shots I want to commission. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I just love this movie so much. Yeah. And so, cool. um, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Art Joe Batan's now commissioning art. Now I'm now like a, a Medici. Like I'm just now, I just commission art now. Uh, uh, I look forward to seeing the bookworm piece when it's oh, done yeah. too. It's really great. Yeah, I really. I, she is so exciting as an artist. I, I think she's so good and so talented. Uh, anything else going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, well, I'm wearing a dress. I was going to tell you. Um, oh, so you know how um, the therapist has been dropping some groceries off at my house? Yes. Uh, well, and my grocery he, is a bag he, of dicks. No dicks, but he has been also buying like a pint of beer or mm-hmm. like he'll throw something nice in, which yeah. is nice, but also kind of gives me a little bit of anxiety. Like, oh, why? Well, like I'm, he's already doing me the favor. Like that is already, I feel putting him out. And then he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Then he, how do you stop buying 
like once you've done that three times, how do you stop nice, doing but that? Also kind of gives oh, sorry, that's bit. me. Go ahead. So, anyway, so he's been buying me like a pint of beer. He's done it like maybe four times. Mm-hmm. And Joey, I don't like the beer he buys. <gasps> oh my god, what beer is it? <laughs> I, well, I didn't, it's just I so did not know this where this is going. I'm like, why are you so angry? What's the problem? Oh my god, it's so funny. What is, is it like an IPA? Yeah, it's like I real hoppy kind yeah, of shit. And I don't like that. I don't either. like it. No, and I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> like, you can't. Like, he's yeah. not taking orders. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not like. Excuse me, sir. Can you yeah. actually buy me? Yeah. A better kind of beer, but at yeah. the same time, like. He's buying me something that he wants me to enjoy, and yeah. if I'm not enjoying it, <laughs> I should say something. But but don't you think so, he's a therapist, and he would appreciate you being honest? Y- yes, but can I do that without kind of like stuttering and acting like a fool? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm tempted to like say, like, I don't know, like say, oh, can you also buy me... I don't know, some sort of like beer, like make an order. So like I, I'm buying this kind of beer because it's my favorite kind of beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know the solution. to this. this is actually one where we need to go to the chat room for yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Um, or I should just talk to like, I have a therapist friend that like is really good at giving me advice. Oh wait, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You you know uh, what's let's see you know what let's see if uh, therapist after, official aftermath media therapist um, Taylor T Lante board no don't no don't call him I don't want to do that even I know he's going through all he's going through all this drama right now I like, just, yeah I just feel like I'm putting him out and then I would it just wouldn't be good <laughs> I'll ask him later and by the way when he hear when you hear this in July Taylor now you're gonna be like thank you for not calling me yeah <laughs> um. um. By the he, way, I have a question. Like for, okay. He doesn't listen. I, have a, I know. I have a question for you, actually. Are you done with your story? Yeah. No, I am, yeah. Uh, John Arts is saying that I should say I really appreciate the beer, but I haven't acquired a taste for an IPA. Um, and everyone's mm-hmm. saying direct is, will be appreciated, probably. Yeah, I think so. And you go like, but as an expression of my gratitude, uh, don't get me an IPA, but I'll send you my penis. My penis. I don't know. That didn't work. Anyway... Uh, here's my question to you. Yeah. And, this, and guys, you're going to get a peek behind, because speaking of people who don't listen to this show, I was talking to somebody, and they were asked, they love Shady Pines. This person loves Shady Pines. Okay. And they were like, oh. This so is th- like playing Guess Who, because I just t- tapped down five people. <laughs> what? I was trying to figure out who you were saying, and then you were like, they love Shady Pines. And I was like, okay, it can't be these people. <laughs> no, no, it's Taylor. And oh, okay. Taylor was like, oh, is the season done? No, you guys finished the whole season already? Went, oh, no, no, no. We have like eight episodes left. Uh, Buhecker got too busy, you know, with work and stuff like that. And then I started realizing Buhecker stopped doing the show after we I left him on the air with Lori for 45 minutes. And I was like. Do you think that's related? Well, I'm asking my question. Do you think that maybe he's kind of like tacitly quit the show? No, I feel like we're going to revisit it and we'll finish at least the first season. Mm -hmm. I think he also had a couple of days where like he didn't call bingo numbers. Yeah. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like he is actually kind of like stretched, stretched thin or maybe, I don't know, this is quarantine shit is wearing on him. You know, I'm, I'm guessing, but I feel like he is kind of going through something. Speaking of, I'm going to put Mike Lawson in the spot here. Uh, he and I, Pride Forty Eight, had a cocktail Zoom hour yesterday. Mike and I, Mike and I just Ooh. dropped in. That was fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> we couldn't stick around long. We had things to do. But uh, yeah, we went to that and saw all the old Pride Forty Eight people. Literally, they're old. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna pussyfoot. Like yeah. it was dreadful, and it. The reason was because. A Zoom call with 45 people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you know four of them. Yeah. Like, it, it just was not a fun time. And that's, yeah. 
I can be honest about that. Yeah, That's yeah. not a dig on that I yeah. need to like hide and be ashamed of. But don't you also think it felt like when you, uh, at least for me, I can't speak for you. For me, it felt like, you know, when you graduate from high school or graduate from uh, junior high and then a, a year or two later you go back and everyone's like, oh, hey. And you're like, oh, this place has changed and it's not for me anymore. That's kind of how I, could, I felt. I could see that. I think that I, it was like a, a anxiety inducing sort of like situation because when, so they interviewed you almost like introduced me when I got in. So yeah. then I felt like, oh, I want to get out of here, but I can't just like leave now. I have to kind of like. You can't, I don't know, it's just weird. By the way, I love how Tim in Alaska sold me up the river. I went in there, I'm, I'm gonna go, I told him, I go, I'm gonna go incognito. I, cause I go, it happens to be that my Zoom account is under the Hungry Chola. Because I knew about this Zoom lack of security. So I'm like, I don't care a shit, they know what Hungry Chola is, my spam account, right? And so I went, so my Zoom account's under Hungry Chola with her picture and everything, right? And I think someone would have figured it out. That's your Instagram. It's my. I have an Instagram account. Yeah. So I I, I go in there as hungry children. They're like, ah, hungry cholas here. Quick, quick, quick. You know, squeak, squeak. You know, like I'm like, ah, hungry chola. Now I'm getting now big fatty. Don't be talking about hungry chola that way. Now you know, uh, squeaky kitty or no, Grant. You know, who's the one that's that first? Uh, Poodle McNoodle. You know, anyway. So no one knew who it was. And then Tim and Alaska's law. Excuse me, that's Joe Batanz. Yeah, everyone. Hey, that's Joe. But <laughs> and there, and then, of course, exactly for the reason I didn't want it to be called out. They're like, "Oh well, the diva's here. The diva Joe Batanz graced us with his presence here, and he's too good to talk to us and too good to show his face." And I was like, "Oh God." So you're mad that they respond called you a diva when you were acting like a diva? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't tell me. Got it. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that was a, a good time. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've just been, like, um, in a weird way, like, reading slowly, mm-hmm. um, watching movies slowly. And, like, mm-hmm. if I – my mind wanders a lot. And a mm-hmm. lot of times I've noticed before quarantine when my mind would wander, I would kind of, like, go with it. And now I'm kind of stopping and, like – if I have to rewind a movie 15, 20 minutes, because mm-hmm. like, oh, I've been looking at a website. I wasn't yeah. watching this movie. Or mm-hmm. if I'm in the middle of a, a a paragraph and I lose track of what is happening, I'll start over. Mm-hmm. And that's this is new to me. And I've got the time. So, like, I'm allowing that to happen. Yeah, you can so do whatever re- you want. I'm reading a book called Prayer for Owen Meany. Oh, it's a famous one. Book? Yeah, it's famous. Um, and John Irving is kind of like known for like long yeah. tangents and backstory. Aren't his and books just, like 2,000 pages too and shit like that? I mean, this is like it, – it's substantial, but it's – this is like you just like get lost in like the history of the town and, yeah. you know, like, oh, the founder's wife cheated on – you know what I mean? Like, just, like, really thick backstory mm-hmm. that, like, it's hard to have patience for when you just want to finish a book. But, yeah. like, I don't care when I finish this book. I'm going to just, like, enjoy it all. Mm-hmm. Kind so of feel like listening to a Lori Roggenkamp story. <laughs> the backstory? Yeah, I should tell you, like, all of her stories are so long. It's to say that the unemployment line was the website was slow. And you're like, oh, God, that was a long journey to get here. Uh, anyway, uh, that pr- you know, like, I hate, I mean, that's the, so the, the problem with the, uh, this quarantine, I want to have a question to you about that, I guess it'll be the place of our news, is that, like, two things, not much has happened, and then I tend to cannibalize it uh, for purposes of the show, you know, for all shows. And so Probably by the time shows, I get to yeah. catch up, I'm like catching up. I'm like, oh, well, they've all heard all these stories already, you know? Yeah. Um, but my question to you is, uh, it, what's the where's Oakland on the reopening of things? Because I saw that, um, you know, you, I'm sure you know that Los Angeles isn't opening up until mid to late July. 
Yeah, so we are um, through, I guess, through June mm-hmm. officially closed, but it might get extended. I don't, I don't actually know, to be honest. That's mm-hmm. probably the better answer I should give you. Um, but I don't, I feel like whatever LA does, we're going to do too. It's just like who's announcing what first and mm-hmm. committing to what and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I've also been tuning out of the news kind of as much oh, as possible. Tell I me feel like it. I'll get what I need kind of like through little pieces, but I had a discussion yeah. with my parents today about, cause my parents are the prototype, uh, old person who they they just believe what they see on Facebook or whatever whatever news comes at them. Maybe because they're from a generation where they just trusted whatever media was thrown at them. And so they will – whatever they see, it could be called uh, fake news times, right? And they're going to be like, fake yeah. news times said that – and I was – and then they get offended when I like fact check them or try and source it. And um, the thing is I was telling them, I go, I fact check myself. This It happened uh, earlier this week. I saw this tweet from Judd Apatow talking about what an idiot Donald Trump was. And it, he was retweeting uh, some tweet that talked about what an idiot Donald Trump was. It had a video included where the video, all it said was, it had a quote in the in the tweet saying like, I don't know, I just know that one day she got tested and the next day she was positive. So I, I don't know what all these tests are for or something like that, right? And I was like, so then I just took that at face value. And I said, look at this dumb idiot president we have, right? And then I said, let me look. He and I talked about it. I go, let me look at the video. And I watched the video. And yes, those quotes were direct, but I hate to say this and I hate to defend Donald Trump. That's not what he was saying. And in fact, if you were going to have an intelligent argument about what he was saying, it was a different argument. What he was saying was she had been tested multiple times. And then finally she turned up positive. So he was trying to defend that they've been taking uh, action to make sure that everybody is is tested in the White House. But in doing so, I think what he exposed, if you're having an intelligent conversation about this, is that we're not doing enough testing. That, look, here's this person that's tested regularly and then turned up with a positive result. So... So we're not doing enough testing on the general public if that's what the person in the White House is getting. But that wasn't the conversation they had. They twisted it to be, oh, what an idiot Donald Trump is. He doesn't know how tests work. And so I think we all have to be vigilant on fake news on both sides. Am I wrong here? Or No, I mean, you're right. I am just exhausted by even just thinking about him this much, to be honest. I don't disagree. So, yeah. <laughs> It's every time uh, Berkeley city of Berkeley is going to just announce a plan that they're going to open or close streets and kind of open those into like outdoor dining rooms oh, or restaurants. I like that. I like that too. Um, most of the articles about it. And I mean, I don't, I'm not knocking it, but um, they don't kind of mention it or if they do, it's like really deep into the article, but Berkeley kind of has had this plan for closing streets to, uh, car traffic mm-hmm. for a while. So th- they're basically kind of rolling out a plan that they've had mm-hmm. in place. But I mean, good, I mean, a good thing they had the plan cause they can kind of like immediately show how they can close traffic, mm-hmm. but keep you know, things flowing mm-hmm. and um, it leaves a lot more space for people to kind of like sit down and enjoy stuff, which is cool. Now, uh, I know you enjoy being creative. Have there been any ways that you've been find, found to be, to have that creative outlet that you like, that you enjoy so much? Yeah. I, so I've, I'm kind of working on one project that's like been a procrastinator's nightmare. Um, and that, I've broken into like these small 30 minute um, segments Mm -hmm. and I kind of just like have, it's weird, but like almost like rewarding myself, like, Oh, I'm not going to like start cooking dinner until I've done two segments. So like if you're hungry, I mean, it's 30 minutes. Like I can do, I can come into 30 minutes at, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, so like if I really want to eat or kind of even like, um, like watching TV, like I'm rewarding myself by like doing segments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, like I've been drawing, like I've been doing some Abbey Road capturing. Oh, yeah, so I like, really oh, like your Abbey Road work. 
yeah, like I'll see like something kind of quirky and like, I don't know, like I've been seeing them and wanting to like share them, but like it's weird to just like tweet pictures of stuff I'm finding. So I'm mm-hmm. like drawing little cartoons of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple, like I'm, I'm a few days ahead, right? So there's like, a, I don't know if it's a gay couple or like, but like two elderly men kind of like embracing, which was really kind of nice and sweet that I captured. On Abbey Road? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, there's like a squirrel coming up. I think tomorrow is a squirrel I caught in the crossing the street. Uh huh. Um, it's fun. Um, what about you? Are you doing? I mean, this your well, no, work is now creative, which yeah, is great. It is, but you know what's so funny? I think you were were you around during the weekly Joe Batanz update days? Uh, maybe I don't know. When I used to work at the Prince Review and I didn't want to work, I used to do this thing called the Weekly Joe Batance Update. And I've it, heard of it. Yeah. I wasn't around though. Yeah. And I think I actually think our friend Jen Mendel, who listens to this show, I think she has a lot of them, believe it or not. And uh, if you have any of them, Jen, send them my way. But I've been thinking of sort of maybe not revising the weekly Joe Batance update, but getting back <laughs> into Yeah, because I have the daily Joe Batance update. But uh-huh. of, of uh getting back into like sort of like uh, my quasi Sedaris style writing, yeah. My homage to David Sedaris style writing. I'm copying David Sedaris is um, because what I've thought about, and I think I've talked about you this with you privately, is I've essentially for the past seven years been doing the research for a hell of an essay book, you know, right? And right, so right, right. I want to get sort of the shows transcribed. There's a company that said that they'll do it for us. I saw just for that. My husband was like, we can do it for like Google stuff. Well, I mean, that's probably the primary purpose mm -hmm. of their business. That's what they do. Uh, They they mentioned that the the reason I got the idea because they mentioned it in the pitch to me that I could, you know, you can, maybe there's a book you want to write or something. And um, what's, so anyway, so in thinking about that, I was like, and then I would just take it and then probably it's easier to skim through those and find stories I want to do. Yeah, to get, search to, yeah. Get all, to get all the mic stories and pages, and then um, <laughs> and for real though, <laughs> <laughs> boring, boring, throwing out trash. Who cares? Uh, Rod Kyle, no one cares, right? Yeah. And then yeah. um, go ahead. Can you change that name to Cameron? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the anyway, you tell this story about eating dog meat that. Cameron's mad about for some reason. <laughs> Wait, what's that story? There was a story about eating dog that, like, uh, Rock Kyle got very mad. Oh, about. oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. well. Also, there was the I, the one I remember was when the when the newscaster said the Asian pilot's name's too long. Or wrong said I'm wrong. Remember that? That one you were preemptive. That one you were like. Oh, you were so angry that day. Oh, well, I don't so want to get back into it. Like it didn't feel good, but yeah. I still feel I like my opinion is my opinion still. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> the the point is that uh, yeah, I want to revisit those and I and, and maybe go back and write those essays and write the, about things that are going on now. You know, and write an essay. You know, there's yeah. things going on in my life right now that I would love to, would love to get the essay. Like for instance, can you talk? You know. When, when my mom ran out in the middle of the street, my dad was stomping up and down like Rumpelstiltskin. And that whole time, like, I would love to turn that into an essay, you know? Yeah. And uh, just stuff like that, you know? And and and, um, and uh, that's I, I want to get back into writing that kind of style uh, that was it's, – it's a different – it's a different – muscle that I need to re to, to get back into of, of, of making someone laugh via typing. And I, and I wonder, and I hope that all of you out there will buy my book available on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> Can I point out, I don't know if I should do this or not, but yeah. there's, there's something that I see in what you just said that is very much something that I've identified in myself. That's the only reason it's a criticism. So that's mm-hmm. the only reason that I feel like I can do it because I also have it. This like you're, certainly creating a procrastination kind of like out right now like i can't write that book because i have to wait until (laughs) these hundreds of stories are transcribed by a company like you really could do it right now or you could at least start kind of like creating some sort of like arc in the short stories you want that like oh this will need to be filled in once i get stuff going but 
I'm just well, saying. Well, you know, it, it would require me going back and listening to all of our old episodes. Oh, my God. Luke Stamen, can you please go listen to all our old episodes and tell me what stories are good? It doesn't, though. Like, you can kind of write. I mean, you're not. It's not like one of these stories. Well, I mean, maybe some of them will. But, like, many of these stories will be kind of compiled into, like, a story about your mom or something. Right? Like, yeah. you'll need a couple of Betty stories. Um, so you could kind of, like, start creating that sort of your structure or like you could start yeah you're right you know uh i should just start doing it and i just have a project of doing it you know and uh i'll just do it you know i was, I was talking to and now this is not a project i'm not, I, can't, I, I, don't, I can't even work on it. i was talking to a friend of the show adam de la pena last week and whenever we talk on the phone during our weekly phone call it talks it go, revolves around magic okay it always talks about magic yeah and as you all know or you may know uh, Roy Horn, part of Siegfried and Roy, passed away uh, over a week ago now. And um, I, we were just talking about the crazy stories that we know. Because, you know, I don't remember this, but I met Siegfried at the Magic Castle. Mm. And I was recounting that story about how there was a long line uh, at the valet station to get your car valeted. And there was, like, one of those, like, dial rides in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker, old fucking magician coming to Magic Castle to the dialer ride, right? And Siegfried got out, and I was so fucking excited, right? Because you, <laughs> in the Magic Castle, you can't take pictures in the Magic Castle except for two places. In the lobby where you check in, and um, there's another place I don't remember, right? But you can only take them in two places, okay? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really strict about it, okay? So I wanted a picture with Siegfried. And by the way, I get I don't get excited for any celebrity, any celebrity, right? Yeah. And I threw my keys at this valet so fucking fast it wasn't even funny. And I ran to that place and I got a picture with Siegfried. And uh, and also, let me tell you how exciting it was that Siegfried was there. The the guy who checks you in at the door, he asked if he could be in the picture, so he's in the picture too. <laughs> the the, like the the door checker, right? So. Uh-huh. Um, so I took a picture with Siegfried, and I was saying to Adam Delapena, God, it has, we have to wait till Siegfried dies, but that is going to make a fucking great-ass documentary. Talk about the Tiger King. You know, like, the, when you when we find out all the shit about those two guys, right, that is going to be a hell of a documentary. People need to start working on it now. You know? Do you think it'll take that long? Like, could well, he no, I think I think Siegfried try would, to cash out? I think Siegfried would kill it immediately. They're, they're so... Well, what if he... What if he's cashing out? Like, it's his I don't, benefit. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of weird shit he probably wouldn't want out there. They were so fucked. Because, you know, they dated. as It's pretty obvious. But then at a certain point, I do know this. Before Roy even got injured, they broke up. But for whatever reason, they didn't move out of this multi-million palace. It's just Siegfried lived in one wing and then mm-hmm. uh, Roy lived in the other wing, and they just had separate lives. I think probably the worst thing that happened to Siegfried was this Roy got attacked, and now he's uh, tied to the hip at this guy forever, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, But uh, just just the show was crazy. Their lives were crazy with the fucking tigers and shit and just, like, being gay. Who knows what kind of weird-ass drama they were up to, you know? Were, I- they, were they, like, openly gay? I, think, I don't know much about them. I think they were like it was one of those uh like open secret kind of things. Yeah. You know, where they were just friends who lived together in the Las Vegas mansion while they're tigers. But I think everybody fucking knew. You know, I think everybody knew. And um uh and then also if you think about it like I, how do they become famous? Like how do they go from being cruise ship magicians to like the toast of Las Vegas? One of my biggest they, regrets is I never saw their were show. Were they immigrants? Yeah, they're German. They're both like straight up German. Oh, I didn't know. See, met, I don't know anything. Yeah. I mean, I for some reason I suspected that, but like I can't even really imagine them speaking. Like I don't know what. Oh they yeah, like. yeah, very thick German accents. And what happened was they were they were very attractive. They were both Joe's type when they were young, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and they they. Um, Roy was really into Roy was the animal guy. He didn't know anything about magic, and Siegfried was the magician. And I, they were on a cruise. I don't know if Roy was performing on the cruise, but Siegfried was definitely performing on the cruise as a young man. And he meets Roy, and the 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 relationship blossoms from there. And um, and 
Roy probably was just like a waiter on the crew. There's something weird like that. Some weird ass story. And then it and so and their show was fucking ridiculous and gay. Like they were just it's one of these things where they were unabashedly gay, but they just weren't out about it. Did you ever see them perform? No, no, that, that's my biggest regret. Adam De La Pena, actually, he told me a hilarious story. So Adam, my friend Adam De La Pena used to write for The Man Show, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla, Jimmy Kemp, but did all their stuff. So when they did Crank Yankers, he wrote for Crank Yankers, okay? Which he told me this story the other day. And so with Crank Yankers, because of laws, like in California, it's a law to record a conversation. Both sides, both parties need to know. I have to sneeze. Hold on for a second. Wait, I don't, but the sneeze isn't here yet. It's coming. It's one of the... Oh, here it comes. John Art says that Roy was a cabin boy. Oh, okay. Thank you, John. So, um, so they go to... So they had to go to... So in, in Nevada, they don't have the laws to do in California. Where in California, both parties need to be aware something's being recorded. Where in Nevada, only one party needs to be aware they're being recorded. Okay? I see. And so they would have to go to Vegas to actually film the phone calls. I mean, to, to tape the, record the phone calls. So they'd go to Vegas uh, once a month or something to actually record the phone calls. And so that trip out there, David Allen Greer was one of the celebrities. So they finished recording for the day, and David Allen Greer says to uh, – so Corolla – I can't remember if Corolla or Kimmel says, like, listen, Della Pena, we want to go see uh, – we want to go to the show. We, 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 we got to go see the Siegfried and Roy. We have to go. It's going to be ridiculous. Let's do that after the thing. And so Della Pena's like, okay. And so they give him the money. He buys the tickets for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. For, for them, for, you know, Della Pena, Corolla, Kimmel, whoever they're with, whatever, whoever wants to go. So after they record, David Allen Greer is like, hey, man, what, you do, what are you guys doing after this recording? They're like, we're going to go see Siegfried and Roy. Okay. And he's like, okay, right, sure. Well, can I come along? Right? And they're like, okay. And the whole time, David Allen Greer thought they were lying. And that because it was, you know, it's Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Carolla. They're going to go to a Mm -hmm. strip club. Right? Yeah. And the whole time, they kept kept telling him, no, we're going to see Siegfried and Roy. And he thought they were fucking with him. So Adam said it wasn't until they actually walked into the theater and sat down. And he goes, what the fuck? Are you guys being serious? Right? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, fuck, man. And then, like, the show starts, and then, like, <laughs> Siegfried comes out in his glitter costume, and Roy pops out with a tiger. And like, ta-da! And he, <laughs> he saw Dana Allen Greer just go, fuck this, and get up and walk out of the theater <laughs> and just left. He was so pissed. He, he said he was genuinely pissed that he <laughs> they were going to go to a strip. Which I told Della Pena, go, what's dumb is Siegfried and Roy showed him run that late. They could have gone into a strip club after. Those shows are only like an hour or something like that. <laughs> so dumb. I didn't even really know that they did magic. I thought it was just like a tiger whip kind of show. No, no, they did magic, and uh, it was it was just so ridiculous. In fact, let me show you something. Uh, vamp for a bit. I'll be back in a second. It's one of my most prized, and, and it, I just got it in September. Thank God. I'll be back in a second. Okay, um, I'm the worst vamper, by the way. Um, so I'm going to <laughs> fuck. Um, hello to everyone in the chat room, actually. That's something I can do that doesn't require me to use the, my brain very much. Um, Humble Pie. I, th- I don't know if Humble Pie is really here, though. Uh, but good to see you if you're there. Brady S. John Arts. Hello. I am a librarian. As, as DC. God, I forgot embedded this, too. <laughs> uh, D. Tanner. Hello. Bookworm. Pocket Slurp. Uh, Coco San Pedro. The State of Brie, uh, Pavanach, Luke Stamen. All right, I'm back. PB and J time, hello. What you were, it was too hard to get, and it's a visual thing anyway, so. But but, um, what it was, the last time, I think I talked about this in the show, the last time Adam Della Pena and I went to the Magic Castle Swap Meet, which was in September, because we were selling stuff. When you sell stuff, you get to go in more than an hour early before it starts to set up. But it also yeah. gives you the opportunity to, before the public comes in, see what everyone else is selling and buy it, right? Yeah. So the guy right next to me, when we walk in, the guy who's right next to our table, he has like mounted on this wood. It's like a, a, it's like a weird thing they used to do in the 70s where they take a, fic, a, a photo or a poster and laminate it onto wood, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And he had one of those 
of this Siegfried and Roy poster that I used to have. I had this mm. amazing Siegfried and Roy poster, okay? And it, but what happened was when I moved for an apartment in Newport from one to the other, it, have I told this story before where it flew out of the back of the car? No. Oh, it flew out of the back of the car, right? And my brother was driving the truck and he goes, oh my God, look, it flew out. So we, we, when we turned around, it was one of those streets that had a big median in the middle. So we had to turn, make two U-turns. We made one U-turn. And when we came back around, we're like, oh my God, it's still there right in the middle of the road. It's just the glass is broken, right? And we, we flipped it around again, and right in front of us, like two cars in front of us, another car ran over it, and it just shattered into, like, paper and glass and wood everywhere. Destroyed it, right? So yeah. we just kept on driving. Okay. So anyway, it was that exact poster, but mounted on wood, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. And autographed by Siegfried and Roy. Whoa. Okay? Autographed by them. And I, yeah. told, I'm, I go, I don't know how, how much it is. If it's $500, I don't give a shit. I will fucking buy that goddamn. That is because I'm finding the actual just image of the poster, right? Yeah. I go up to the guy and I go, how much? I'm literally, because I brought a lot of cash. I'm going to buy stuff. Oh, here it is. Here's the poster right here. I found it. Okay, perfect. Um, I, uh, I'll put it on Discord too, everybody. Is I go, I don't care how much it fucking costs. I will buy it. I go, how much? I'm, and I'm waiting for hundreds and he goes i don't know 20 bucks and i go <laughs> sold i go this is and this is one of the best things i've ever bought in my entire life so it's this poster you're gonna get right now but laminated onto wood and autographed by siegfried and roy and uh <laughs> it Crazy. is so gay and so everything that they are and it's like i love it, it it's, it's put away but uh it's i love that that thing more than anything um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. <laughs> on your Siegfried and Roy poster? Yeah. Uh, no thoughts. <laughs> I'm putting it in Discord for people who want to see what it looks it's like. A, it's a good image. It's very kind of like 80s, like neon, like it's like the replicated neon. Yeah. I like it. And it's Siegfried, and then Roy has, this is so them, like some, they have these ridiculous outfits on, but Roy has like a big cutout in the middle, it shows his hairy chest with like a spider necklace on it, and uh, it, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, I'm like, I'm so glad, and like, I think I'm going to hang it today, I just, I'm going to take down one of these old magic posters, I don't know, I just love that poster so fucking much, so much. Anyway, Mike Lawson, what do you have going on next week, which is done over an hour? Oh, um. Or, do you have more to nothing. say, or? No, 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 no. I'm done. Um, just kind of keeping on, you know. Keep on keeping on. What about yeah. you? What do you got? Well, you know, I got podcast. I have a very, and it's, it's been very important to me that I have a very structured life. And so Mondays and Tuesdays, they're podcasting, podcasting, podcasting. And then as you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I just call people all day. Yeah. I'm on the phone like six hours a day each day in half hour increments. It anchors my day. So like I'm happy to have it too you know like yeah. it reminds me it's thursday <laughs> yeah but mike what i feel sorry for mike though is i go okay we're gonna talk on thursday and for most people that's the only chance time i talk to them i'm calling mike lawson monday tuesday wednesday suddenly <laughs> <laughs> we really do talk on wednesday and you're like save that for thursday <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, all right. So, then I guess I'll talk to you, Wink, on Thursday. Well, you know what's so funny is I've and poor Lori, if she hears this, I've scheduled every like Jay Ellis has a, a slot, Taylor the Latte Boy has a slot, you have a slot. I have not scheduled this, Lori. Why not? Mostly because she and I talk. We do talk genuinely like two or three times a day. So I'm like, okay. I don't need. And, and, and to make her feel better, Adam Vaught doesn't have a schedule. Isn't scheduled either. Because you so, talk so often. Yeah. Good. Even though we even though we haven't been talking that much, I'll be honest with you. And he goes, I thought Because you're afraid you're gonna catch a virus from him? <laughs> I know, seriously. Even though he says, I uh, you didn't I thought you didn't call me because you were mad at me. And I go, I thought you didn't call me because you were mad at me. But then we still haven't spoken that much. I just I don't know. We'll see. It's like a reverse gift of the magi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's punishment of the magi. Uh all right, Mike Lawson. Well, it was uh oh wait, that's you. Oh, nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike.
you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. Never.